Welcome to the Broly Commissioner Cast Podcast. I'm your host, the Corrupt Commissioner, Joe, joined alongside my co-commissioner, Brian. How y'all doing, everybody? What's going on? Brian, we made it to week two. We did. We made it. Wasn't that hard? We uh, just sat around and watched football. Uh, yep. <laughs> just like we do every weekend. <laughs> yep. Well, Most I got weekends. drunk. Yeah, but well, okay. We made it past week two, and it was actually a pretty interesting week. I, I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed all the seven hours of Sunday Morning or afternoon and late afternoon football. It was a great week for football entirely. So let's get right into it. Um, big news on it on on the weekend is uh, Mozart is yeah. out for the season. Yep. Mozart. I think that was the biggest injury injury of the week. Yeah, I think a lot of the other injuries were like on field. They came back in. They, even some of the injuries that are a little longer lasting that have a couple weeks attached to them. This is probably the biggest one of them all. For yeah, sure. not a lot of fantasy fo- or fantasy relevant. The only one I can think of off the top of my head is Jerry Judy. Right. Is out for a bit. I think five to eight weeks or five so. five to eight something like that. But he should be back mid season. So that's not a terrible terrible loss. All right, Mozart. So on the other hand, hmm, chip in the knee and surgery to fix it. It's not gonna not gonna help. So ending on that, on that, let's uh, wrap up week one. First game of the week we'll talk about is Mike vs. Gooby. Exciting game, in my opinion. Very exciting. The closest game of the week. Yeah, went uh, back and forth a lot. Gooby beat Mike one thirty one point seven to one twenty eight point oh six, just over two point uh, or three point differential mm-hmm. and yeah they had a they had a really tight game yeah i mean mike brought it away early with uh, the tom brady and um godwin connection that was a big game thursday night that really looked like uh it helped mike in the early games but then i mean gooby brought it back for the win i mean he had kelsey which helped him in the, the uh later games and Thielen had a lot of lucky a lot of luckier uh short passes for touchdowns in that game i will say yeah and gooby's um, running backs decided to show up today, this week. Um, I believe Swift was – did he have – not Swift. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good game with 14 points. Yeah. And then the late scratch of Zach Moss allowed Gooby to play Jamal Williams, probably out of desperation at that point. But John, uh, or Jamal Williams had a great game going 21 points. And for the Lions. And you can definitely uh, give that up to the uh, Lions offense really trying to save that game. That game was, what, like 38 to 10 and a half? And then they tried to bring it back from a, like a 30-point deficit. So it was a lot of scoring opportunities that game for sure. Yeah, it's the, uh, the Lions running backs are very interesting with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. They, they don't have a lot of weapons on their wide receivers, so it's just pretty much those two. And... TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to be playing from behind. So, you know, maybe Jamal Williams is that sleeper pick because they're going to be throwing a lot and he is the receiving back. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, their wide receivers aren't that well. And the defense on there is looks like a revolving door. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of points scored against them. A lot of late game garbage points coming out of that team. Yeah. The one downside for Gooby's team is his, his main keeper from last year, uh, Josh Allen, little underwhelming game for him. 17 points is still okay, but for a quarterback, yeah, I mean. He was putting up, what, 30 points last year? Easy, high yeah. High 20s. Easy, and he was, a second, he was the second uh, quarterback off most draft boards, so getting 17 points isn't the best, though against Pittsburgh defense, I can see why that might be the case. Yeah, Gooby was able to, to win this one on the backs of Adam Thielen and Travis Kelsey, both scoring over 20 points, but he was hurt a lot by his his – Almost star wide receivers with um, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, the old Atlanta Atlanta duo. <laughs> yeah, both scoring under ten points, and Juju falling flat too. Yeah, and you know Mike didn't really get a lot of help from Zeke on the Thursday night game. He only got four point nine points. Or James Robinson. Yeah, James Robinson looked show up, which surprisingly Houston has a team kind of this year. So yeah. who'd have thought of that? <laughs> yeah, but he did. They, he did have good points. Um, Cooper Cup played well, getting to over 20 points. David Montgomery with 18, and Chris Godwin, like you said before, putting up 19. And I think the biggest move of Mike's week, he decided to play um, Tom Brady over his cheesehead favorite, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that one I was a little surprised on. Maybe, I was shocked. Maybe Mike was like playing. I mean, I under, Mike definitely played fantasy over fandom there, but um, the, the projected points were kind of 
kind of similar yeah. for both of them. And I don't know if Michael like had a gut feeling or maybe he just felt, well, New Orleans defense isn't going to be as good as uh, Cowboys, but it, it ended up being one the of the better plays. Around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it ended up being one of the better plays, hands down, by Mike. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for Mike that he just missed the win, um, there wasn't really much he could have done. Yeah, not not like a huge blow up on his bench or anything. It was just, you know, they both put up uh, commendable points, and it was a great game by both of them for sure. And the big thing for Mike's team right now is he lost Jerry Judy. Yes. He's the one that had Jerry Judy. Yeah, he ended up he didn't play him last week. Um, don't think it would have mattered too much, but he is he is now sitting on Mike's IR. And that, like we said, it's about five to eight weeks, so midseason that'll be a good comeback for him. Hopefully they'll bring him back a little in form. But until then, he's got a. A little bit, little bit more on the bench, especially with Odell looking to be out, too. So he's also dealing with injuries, so Mike's got a little bit of wide receiver uh, gap to cover. Yeah, and they got lucky because they ended up, I think, with the fifth and sixth points. So Yeah, yeah. So they got lucky that they played each other this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It was a, like I said, a close game, and either of them were contenders to beat a couple of the people in the, the league, for sure. Just shy of projections, but still a really good game. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game. We had Dom versus Kevin. Dom taking the win, 140.48 to Kevin's 98.50. Just missing out on that dreaded name change by 2.02 points. Yeah, I mean, this one, Kevin uh, said it best himself. No, I said a little, it's a little bit more than that. A little more. Eight, eight points. Yeah, eight points. But, I mean, Kevin said it best himself. His uh, football season starts in week two for him. That's just excuses. Yeah, it is excuses, to be fair. But, I mean, his team really didn't do the best. I mean, he didn't even make too bad of plays on his team. I mean, I questionable starting pits in his uh, flex and, you know, having – Evans put up four points is never good. Adams didn't do anything with that horrendous Green Bay showing. I mean, Andrews didn't throw up any points. It was kind of, all his players kind of just didn't show up. Yeah, he had the number one player on the week, Kyler Murray, um, just edging out Patrick Mahomes. The unfortunate thing for Kevin is Dom's mm. had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than than um, Kyler, his team didn't do much. Um, yeah, I mean, he like I said, he could have put Melvin Gordon in, but I wouldn't. Yep. Have, I wouldn't have put in Marquise Brown. I wouldn't have put in Edwards like over Mike Evans. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. So, and this is why I hate Mike Evans. Yeah, from last year, Amber he's, Alert. He's just like Mark <laughs> Andrews, who's also on Kevin's team. Right. They sometimes only get a couple of targets, and that's it. And they're not going to get many yards on it. Why would I say last year two? Two catches for 20 yards is the Mark Andrews special. Well, this time he had three catches for 20 yards. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, sometimes those those two players do get disappeared, especially with uh, Mark Andrews on Baltimore now, who they're look, they got to pass it a little more with the yep. running back situation. But, I mean, yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's team just really didn't do too much. I mean, Josh Jacobs was... Josh Jacobs, more, Austin and, Eckler, and Justin Jefferson all had over 10 points, but really, besides... Josh Jacobs had 16. They were all around that 10 points. Yeah, and I mean, when Kyler Murray gets almost a third of your points, it's, you know, yeah. I mean. You're not going to win that. Yeah, that it's it's just a bad, bad beat. But on the other hand, Dom, not not putting taking any away from Dom because he did put up 140 points. It's not bad. He did, and that's without his tight end doing anything. Mike Gusecki is now on the free agent wire after putting up a giant goose egg. Yeah. Three targets, no, no receptions. Yeah, and especially on that game when uh, – you know, uh, they won 17-16, and there was definitely a lot of balls being flown around, having three targets but no receptions. It's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. Yeah, Dom had Dom had pretty big games. We talked about Patrick Mahomes scoring 33 points just behind Kyler. Nick Chubb had 21 points. Gibson, a little, little shocking, not that much, but just had 10 points. Yeah, a little under projections. Um, and I think the big one is Debo Samuels, 27 points. I don't think anybody – he has never scored over 25 points Um until now? Until that game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I think part of it was possibly something going on with Ayuk for Lolly. I mean, like, so the coaches came out and said, you know, he's got to be a better player. He doesn't look like an NFL pro. I mean, I don't know what's he going on. He the coach's mom. That's what everybody's thinking. I don't know. Like, what happened? What, what do you do? What do you mom. do? Yeah, mom, wife. I mean, he pissed off the coach's staff somewhat mm-hmm. to get comments like that and to be, like, basically no targets during the game. But, yeah, Nardibo had a very, very good game. He had caught nine balls, got a touchdown. I mean, he fumbled it once, but, you know, definitely over over d- did his projections by a m- large margin. Well, that's a really good early win for Dom. Um, he, he got an early win last year, and it 
He made the playoffs, so yep, you know, yeah. So. I mean, hey, listen, you gotta collect those wins when you can get. Yeah, them. one win, one win can make or break you getting to the playoffs or shooting it out in the Sacco Bowl. And and one last thing I will say about Dom Seaman is that Corey Davis did score twenty four points on his bench, but nobody really expected that. But let's yeah, go, it, let's go Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so the next game we're going to talk about, it's going to be Joe versus Lolly. Pretty high-scoring game, not the highest-scoring of the week, but definitely high-scoring game in total. Joe mm-hmm. beating uh, Lolly 151.67 to Lolly's 130.36. Yeah, and I got off to a scorching start last week. Thursday night game, Cowboys versus uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Dak Prescott put up 27 points. C.D. Lamb put up 20 points. And Antonio Brown put up 21 points, so... Starting the game, I think it was 68 to 7. Yeah, something like that. And then and then never <laughs> relinquishing the lead after that. Yeah, and you know, it's it is a little, I mean, it goes against my creed to trade with somebody that you're facing week 1, but I mean, you know, that that trade that Joe made with uh Lolly kind of bit Lolly in the ass a little bit. A I little mean, bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh yeah, it would have made a difference if I was starting Fitzpatrick at well, that point. Well, for sure. Yeah, if you're uh, starting Fitz, you would have lost. I mean, we we talked about big injuries before, but Fitz is you know has a major injury right now. He's not going to be uh, there, so that would have been a huge blow to you if you didn't make that trade. Yeah, I thought about picking up Jalen Hurts before that, or drafting Jalen Hurts over Fitz. I don't know if I would have stuck with that. But yeah, yeah. Luckily, the trade did save me in the end. But uh, Dak Prescott wasn't the only reason you won. You also had Joe Mixon going for twenty three points. You had Joe Mixon. You had Antonio Brown going for twenty one points. You had Ceedee Lamb put throwing up nineteen, like you said. And then we had Keenan Allen at fourteen, and the surprise of the week. Tyson Williams, yes, dropping a nice seventeen points, getting a touchdown. The unfortunate thing for in the him, first half, <laughs> in the first half, the unfortunate thing for him is he missed a couple blocks. He fumbled a couple times out of bounds and didn't see a touch after that. So yep. he is now going to be riding the bench for a little bit because we got to see how that Baltimore running back situation plays out. Exactly. And the only big score you really had on your bench was Kareem Hunt, who, again, they were facing uh, Mahomes. You expected uh, Kansas City to be up that game. I don't know if the Browns' defense is that good or if they just were playing real well the first quarter, but Hunt actually got some playing time in that game and got a touchdown yeah, out of he it. He will so. be starting this week. All right. <laughs> well, Lolly's Lolly's team did pr- did pretty well. All yeah, didn't just lay down and take it. Yeah. He, uh, Dalvin Cook put up monster points because it's Dalvin Cook. Uh, A.J. Brown had a solid game at 13 points. D.K. Metcalf, 14. Russell Wilson had a great game at 27. Um, and Darren Waller, 21 points. Oh, man, Daryl Henderson. He yep. looks like he's trying to cement that starting job on the Rams. We'll see if he could uh, not stay injured all all, uh, all year. Yeah, I mean, last year Henderson was basically doing this where, you know, Akers was injured and then you had uh, Henderson come in and do pretty much the job. He did have a couple weeks shaky for some leg injuries or something like that, but it looks like he's trying to be the guy back there, um, you know. Uh, we already talked about Ayuk getting zero points. It didn't help Lolly at all. That didn't help him at all. And, uh, I mean, really that's – Starting in his flex spot. Yeah, but, I mean, really that's the only um, – other thing you can really talk about. I mean, the only thing you can really do is switch Marvin Jones for Ayuk, and I don't think I would have done that. I don't think I would have done that, but he could have um, added in the guy he traded Dak for, J- uh, Jalen Waddle. Oh, I don't think I would have done that even more. I mean, understand he got 14 points, but he was very unproven at that point. So He is, but <laughs> that's why it's kind of making like the trade look pretty good. Um, if Waddle could continue that, they, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a pretty good price or yep. a pretty good uh, pickup, especially in a keeper league. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So we'll see how that shakes out with week two, especially around the corner. Um, next, next. Also, uh, that was a rematch of the uh, the third place game last night. Yes, yes, it was. Rematch of third place game to go into the finals from last year. Um, next match, though, from the week, Christian versus Chris. The Battle ba- of the Chris. Battle man. of the Chris's ended up being Battle of the f- Heavyweights. Chris Christian put up 150.85 points, would beat anyone else in the league except for Chris and, who, me. and Joe, who put up 167.69 points. Nice. And, you know, that, that amazing showing by Christian, but Chris was the guy. He was the top scorer the, the entire week, so... It was it was a good matchup between the two of them, in my opinion. Yeah, Chris. Even though he even though he had Saquon Barkley that faltered with three points, the rest of his team put up double digits, monster games, uh, on the backs of Matt Stafford at twenty four points. He had big games, huge games from DeAndre Swift, twenty points, Tyreek Hill thirty one, <laughs> T J Lockett or Tyler Lockett twenty four points. 
and Goddard got a touchdown. Goddard got a touchdown, and the defense. Oh man, these defenses. The, this yeah. game. Oh my god. Yeah. Rams put up 13 points. Christian had 21 points by the Steelers. That is monster defense. It's almost like those two alone could have almost beat Kevin Steen. They could have. They could have swung any other game. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, like I said, Christian put up a great fight. He had Lamar Jackson put up 18 points on Monday. He had Chris Carson got an 11 point games, which is pretty good. But Hopkins threw up 23 points. Cooper threw up 32, which would offset the Tyree kill. Yep. His uh, tight end just went under double digits, hit exactly on his projections, actually, which is weird. Claypool just under. Claypool went just under. And Landry kind of blew up playing some trick plays for uh, for the Browns. So And, you know, and his kicker still got six points, couldn't beat uh, Chris's kicker, who got 11. So, I mean, it was, just, it was a really good showing by both teams. It was just... Like you know, toss of the coin on who's gonna get the ball and what yeah, situation. Yeah, the, the only the only thing that that is sad to see is that big old twenty five points from Gronk on Christian's bench. Yeah, especially when that would have swung the match. That would have swung the match. Mm, but yeah. those those are the types of of losses that make you want to feel good, but also sting at the same time. Yeah, because you see how well your team did. Um, Christian's looking a lot better than last year after. Yeah. F- fighting for the sacco bowl yep and and um, like i said this is one of the this is one of the weeks where christian's team shows up so yeah you know i mean all he's got to do is get matched up with anybody but chris and you this week and he would have got a win easy it's it, it's it's good to see like oh man my team's actually pretty good but it's like i don't walk away with the win so it's all for naught so <laughs> he's just got to hope that this isn't his best week and let's just hope that he doesn't pull a typical johnny where he's got the guy with the most points against every week and he goes into the final into the uh, playoffs with like a six eight six uh, seven kind of situation there so for for all intents and purposes for the next eight weeks we have team chris and team tian because christian lost the first of if you want to say it that way you can but i'm i'm going to say that christian still deserves to keep his chris (laughs) (laughs) and finally we'll move up to the match of the week the longest running rival in the bro league brian versus johnny yep and what a match it was. I mean, it wasn't the highest scoring match for sure, but uh, it was definitely... It was definitely the lowest scoring match. It was it was the lowest scoring match, but it was also close until it wasn't. I mean, John, even though Johnny lost Mozart early with that big injury where he eventually went on to IR and we had a season-ending injury, it was looking close. I mean, our, our quarterbacks uh, both didn't do amazing. They were projected for 20. They both got in the low teens. Um Christian McCaffrey got 23 points without a touchdown, which is crazy. It's Christian McCaffrey. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kamara was supposed to have a great game. He only got one touchdown, thankfully. He got 16 points still on the game. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Brian ended up winning 124-23 to 23 to Johnny's from Super Bowl champion to now last in the league, yeah. 92.03 points, worse than Kevin's uh, score this week. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of that. I mean, it does have to do with the injury mm-hmm. as well, but I think it has to do with Johnny's second guessing because for sure he he told me game day that he was thinking about putting Anderson in instead of Mozart, and that definitely would have swung things a little in his favor. It would have it would have made it closer. It would have made it closer, and then just Tanya, the Green Bay game. I think if you had anybody on Green Bay, it really just screwed your week. I mean, look at it. Look at who won. Kevin lost. Johnny lost. Yep. Mike would have lost if you put in Aaron Rodgers more. Christian than lost when he had Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Green Bay game really just set a fantasy precedent and said, "Hey, guess what? You're not winning Week One." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for Johnny, his team pretty much disappointed all across the board. Besides for Alvin Kamara. Um, and T. T. Higgins, Higgins. Yeah. and Brandon Cooks. Everyone else pretty much disappointed. Well, Zerline get, got a little over his projection, too. So. Kickers. Yeah, I mean, kicker, hey, but, listen, if my kicker gets me 20 points and wins me a game, I'm going to praise him all day. True. <laughs> but, yeah, Justin Herbert coming off of the rookie uh, rookie of the year, um, only getting 13 points. You don't want that from your quarterback at all. No. Derek Henry being under 10. Tanyan, big Bob Tanyan. As we just said, 1.8 points. Yeah, not a lot going on there. And uh, the, the the good old Buccaneers defense. I think they were the number one defense last year. Yeah. Minus 1.75 points thanks to Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, Dak, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys did look like they came out to try and win that game. They lost eventually, but, you know, it was – I don't think it was the best play, though I understand if you don't want to drop anybody and you don't want to hold two defenses – it's not the worst play either. I, I mean, you, you could kind of just eaten those point that loss at that point. So I mean, and Johnny's bench. 
I mean, it could have been not much. Not much. I mean, he had Gaskins got ten, a little under his projections. Anderson got a little under his projections, and Heem Hines, who I wouldn't have started, got a little over his projections for eleven. Yeah, he's pretty much screwed going into the game. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was rough. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, uh, I had T.J. Hawkinson throw up twenty-one points in that. Uh, in that um and we just line spo- we just spoke about him you know yeah. it's just him and the two running backs yeah yeah the Hogson I said Chris McCaffrey got up some points Clyde Edwards didn't have a lot of points even though that was a high scoring Kansas City game my uh wide receivers though did not do anything nope uh but as opposed lucky. to my wide receivers on the bench who yep. got, both got 18 points <laughs> but you're lucky on the back half of your your lineup with yep. Miles Sanders and Damian Harrison your flexes Mm-hmm. Both putting double digits as well as Tyler Bass. Is it Tyler? Yeah, Tyler. Tyler Bass and the Panthers defense both putting over double digits, which was able to give you the edge over Johnny. Yeah, and I mean, even though uh, the quarterback situation, like Burroughs got four more points than Tannehill, I wasn't expecting uh, Tannehill to fold to Arizona like that. So. I mean, you weren't expecting to win that quarterback matchup, and you did. Yeah. So you can't, yeah. You can't be upset about no, that. Not, not too upset, Johnny. Um, my heart goes out to you with that injury, but uh, – you know, I was excited when I was facing you week one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and you take round one hey. of the rivalry matchup this year. Hey. That's what that's what that's what I like to hear. Uh, but we'll see what happens in uh, nine weeks, right? Yeah, you have you have one more <laughs> matchup for him. Hopefully, two. We'll see what side of the bracket that's yeah. on. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get we'll get two, three matches total this year. <laughs> so uh. moving on, we'll go to our awards for the week. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off with the big brain play. We talked about this a little bit this week. We talked about it last week. The Dak uh, Jalen Waddle trade between me and Lolly looking like it worked out for both ends, more mm-hmm. so for me this week. Um, Dak able to give me the win over Lolly. Um, but Jalen Waddle does look like he has a strong rookie performance breakout this year yeah i mean i hear i hear a little bit of rumbling saying like oh i don't know if that's a good trade or not and i don't know which side of the ball you're thinking the trade's not even for but uh, the trade definitely worked out for you with dak obviously got you a ton of points this week you were able to drop two players get an extra bench slot and lolly who's looking a little shaky on uh, wide receivers coming out of the uh, draft he got a wide receiver that could potentially come become like a wide receiver one yep so i and think all dak would have been would would have been just another player sitting on his bench wasting either points. either another player sitting on his bench or one of those oh do i start this guy this guy you know yep. kind of hard situations that, and do that you really want to break up that russell you really don't russell dk you really really don't so yeah i mean i think it was a good trade overall and i think it was a good move from both of you honestly uh my next one my next big brain play will be chris starting dj chark over ronald jones um going into the season chris did draft ronald jones a lot higher than dj chark um but with some great foresight decide to switch him last second um, Ronald Jones ended up with minus point six points. DJ Chark scored over ten. Yeah. Um, so this definitely helped Chris uh, in the get the win. I think it might have been. Let me check real quick. I think he might have won by less than a point or two. Yeah. Would if he had made that switch, the negative points definitely. Obviously, the the eighteen point difference between the two games. A little bit of movement around on either team that would have been a cl- way closer game than I think Chris It was wanted. 17 and a half point difference. Yeah. So Chris would have won by less than a point. Yeah. So, I mean, that was really a good move on Chris. Definitely Actually, secured it. So, I mean, if Christian made obviously some moves on either side, you know, semantics, hindsight, 2020, yada, yada, stuff like that. But I feel like the, the, the play of playing Chark over Jones, especially when Jones was expected to be the starter for this, would have been real. It, it was a real gutsy move, but it worked out in the end. Chris, if he would have played Mozart instead of DJ Chark, would have won by point zero nine points. Yeah. Less than a tenth of a point. That's one yard. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Any given Sunday, right? <laughs> Any given Sunday. <laughs> and then, finally, even though it didn't get Mike the win, he gets my top big brain play of the week. He started Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. Um, he put his, like we said before, he put his fandom aside. Tom Brady ended up with 27 points. Rodgers ended up with one point. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a really big move by Mike. And he just missed out on winning the game. But... Yeah. You can't really make a bigger move than that, especially when Mike's loyalty 
Yeah. He, 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 his blood's almost cheese at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of another move from another team that would have made sense, like not starting a backup or somebody who randomly went off for two touchdowns. I can't think of another move this week that was a bigger swing than the one point whatever from Aaron Rodgers to the 27 points from Tom Brady, especially when they were projected kind of the same, like I yep. said. So it was a real good move by Mike, and it just, just didn't get him the win, unfortunately. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to our bonehead plays, moves of the week. And uh, um, before I'm, before I announce my bonehead plays yep. of the week, I think Joe has a little announcement PSA to get your to not see your name on the bonehead moves of the week. We're gonna hear a little announcement from Joe. Joe, we spoke about this almost every podcast last year. Do not play people that play early in the week in your flexes. We had a big blunder by Kevin. Both his flexes were played early. He had. Uh, Kyle Pitts, or he had Mike Evans playing on Thursday in his flex over any of his other wide receivers that played on Sunday. Yep. And he played Kyle Pitts, who played on Sunday. You'd think that would be a normal spot playing in his flex, but Mark Andrews played on Monday night. Yeah. If you have someone playing in a later game, put them in your flex. If you have someone playing early on Thursday, early Sunday, move them. It doesn't matter what position they're playing. It's not like Oh man, this is my wide receiver one. He can't play in my flex spot. Fuck that. Play the play the smart moves. Yeah, I mean to piggyback on that, um, it's I know it's nice to see Dalvin Cook at the top of your running back charts in the first slot, saying, "Oh, who's your first, Dalvin Cook?" But if he's playing Monday and he pulls a hammy, and you can get uh, Madison off the waivers right before the game, that's obviously going to save your game than putting up a big fat zero. Not saying you got to drop Cook, but you know something if but, something happens. But if you play him, if you keep him in your wide receiver or in your running back slot. Yeah, and he gets hurt. If you had him in the flex, you'd be like, "Oh shit, I could find a fucking wide receiver." To you can fill find this a spot. you can yeah. find a random wide receiver flyer than having to draft a running back in that spot, which almost you know might not always be the case. So, just just before before you get yourself on this list, try just try and be a little more conscious of stuff like that. That's all we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be the one that's stuck with zero points because you didn't have anyone to fill. Right. Saying that, um, the bonehead moves this week. Uh, I'm going to start off first. I'm going to give one to Christian, and that's going to be Christian grabbing Higby in the draft, the last uh, tight end taken in the draft, Mm -hmm. and then drafting Gronk. I mean, I understand that maybe he wanted a little depth there or something, but having the last two uh, tight ends off the board, not counting Chris's 16-keeper with Goddard, Mm -hmm. it's just going to make a situation that you really don't want every week. You're going to say, okay, is this going to be the week that I play the safety of Higby that's going to give me 10 points solid, or am I going to go with Gronk that might give me 25, might give me nothing, might give me, you know, it might give me 19, might give me one. I mean, Gronk's very up and down. Higby's very safe. Maybe that's the reasoning he was going for, but drafting people that close, especially later in the draft, I mean, I I don't see a positive outcome to that. Yeah, especially because Higby is a little up in the air. You know, Gronk has... The chemistry with Tom Brady, he's always mm. going to be a look. Higby has a new quarterback in Matt Stafford. Right. Um, like you said, he is the safety blanket, but but also it's Gronk. Yeah. And, you know, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but where Christian drafted Higby, I think, third to last round. And he, so. he could have just taken Gronk or Higby yeah. in the 16th and had another player here to play around with. So it's not the worst move, and that that's why you're first in the uh, bonehead moves, but... It's not the best look, and I don't think I would have done it. Um, second bonehead move of the week is going to go to uh, Johnny, actually. I'm going to give it to Johnny. He uh, didn't trust his gut. Last minute, swapped Robbie Anderson for Mozart. I mean, it wouldn't have changed the matchup, but he was sitting there holding his head, watching Mozart come off the field, and then I think 20 minutes later, you saw the Robbie Anderson touchdown. It was literally living out the worst-case scenario. I could imagine <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah he was he was quite upset and literally he said uh, when Mozart went down he said it and when Robbie Anderson got the touchdown he said it both times damn it that was the last minute decision that I made I shouldn't have done that so I mean you know I don't know if it was a it was if it was a gut decision to switch them or maybe he was playing like no I think he's gonna get uh, this guy's projected a little more this guy's projected a little less maybe it was a matchup situation but all I'm saying is you had it the one way the first time over tinkering is never a good thing. Joe and I can definitely attest to that. Oh yeah, that cost me a couple <laughs> championships now that I think about it. But um I'm also gonna add on to that for Johnny and more boneheadedness is his attitude towards anything related to fantasy football, Ooh. especially watching during games. Ooh. The amount he was bitching and moaning <laughs> about the Tampa Bay defense Uh-oh. and that game. 
I don't even know. I wasn't here Sunday. He was probably doing the same thing all day. Johnny's Motherfucker just needs his, oh, my God, my team is ass. I quit. I quit. Well, you know what? Your team is ass, so <laughs> oh. you know what? Stay down in the basement. Uh, who's Johnny facing right now this week? Who's Johnny facing next week? Damn. But that, that's, that's, Chris. that's hard. That's hard looks. Um, and the biggest bonehead play, I will say, I'll give it to myself. With the uh, um, playing, I, I, I played my wide receivers absolutely trash this week, yep. personally. I mean, granted, they're, they're not, it's not like I sat my starters or my big, my, uh, big guys, because you know, none of my wide receivers are big guys. We talked about that on the draft recap. But I drafted Jamar Chase early, way earlier than the rest of my receivers, and I drafted Mike Williams as a safety blanket. I played neither of them because the other two had good matchups. They, the other both two, scored six, 18 points. both scored eighteen points on my bench. Definitely yep. would have. I mean, it didn't change the matchup, but it definitely would have turned a one twenty four game to like a you know a one forty game to contend with yeah, the rest of the league. Yeah, you would have been higher up in the standings. Yeah, hundred percent. Being the uh, worst winning team. Yeah, so uh, definitely not a good look for me. Obviously, this week I'm going to be starting Chase and Williams because they look like they have decent matchups. Slash, I Chase, probably should do that. Chase decided <laughs> to get rid of all his drops preseason. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. He's got the. He got he got those out got early. Nice hands. He got those out early. So. So, Someone check him. so worst worst play of the of the week definitely me with my wide receivers and uh, that saying that though nobody made some really really bad blunders so hopefully we can all keep up the high level of play we're going for here in the bro league. <laughs> and to wrap up week one, we'll go over the rankings. In first place is Chris. In second place is me. Third place is Dom. Fourth place is Gooby. Fifth place is Brian. Mm. That is all our one zero teams, and then rounding out the bottom, we have Christian in sixth, Lolly in seventh, Mike in eighth, Kevin in ninth, and as we said, Johnny has now moved into the basement for now. From first to worst, let's see if he stays there. Yeah, I mean, w- one week is not is not an indication of the season, as Christian could probably yell from wherever he's listening to this podcast if he does, but. Uh, yeah, week one doesn't doesn't determine where you are going to be in the standings, but right now Johnny is in the basement yep. with Kevin, so we'll and see if they Holmes occupy is that. No longer there to help them out. Yeah, yeah, sad loss. So with week one done, let's go into week two. We have the waiver wire wrap up. We will say that we are casting this pod. We were recording this on Thursday night before the Thursday night game, so we do have a little insight to what's going on next week. Yep, so we have the waiver wire wrap-ups. We had six moves. We had 10 bids total, and we had $115 spent. That's a lot. Mostly, all, not our most, <laughs> um, mostly on one player, and that is Elijah Mitchell. Yes. Dom outbidded five other bids yep. uh, or four other bids mm-hmm. with $91. Um, that's a pretty big pretty big bid to spend on your week one. That is a very big, big, big bid. It's almost half your fab. Joe, do you agree with that? No. I think this is a trap pickup. I I believe the same. I don't think it's worth ninety one of your fab. Personally, I think, I think Trey Sermon was a um, not beat out. I think he was a disciplinary cut or inactive inactive um, last week. I think Elijah Mitchell is a giant trap. I believe Dom said that he did this to to outbid Johnny. Who Johnny did put up 50, point, 50 bucks. Not um, bad. The other bids were Mike at 55, mm-hmm. Johnny at 50, me at 25, and Christian at $5. Yeah. Um, so there's a big gap, but I don't know if I would have spent $91 on someone who's probably going to sit on your bench. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this. Uh, I was going back and forth with this, and eventually I decided not to bid on this, as you saw in the waivers. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why, uh, now that he's uh, now that it went through. Well, you have Trey Sermon. I do have Trey Sermon, so that would have been an okay pickup to see what would have happened with Trey Sermon. Maybe Elijah Mitchell will do that, and I was going back and forth with that. But I, if, if anybody watched the game from San Francisco and ever, anybody saw there, I think there's a, a reel out there of all his carries from that game, all 13 of them. He did get a couple touchdowns. It was fine, but the touchdowns came from the uh, from the offensive line making holes for him. And I'll tell you right now, the offensive line is a lot easier to make holes against the Lions than it will be against a good team. Every other uh, run that he didn't get a touchdown on, he just kind of fell forward into the pile. He didn't have a lot of good vision. I don't think this is going to be the the big wide receiver pickup like Mike Davis was last year for Christian McCaffrey. So let, let's let's look at Dom's team real quick because he's the one that won him. He has Nick yeah. Chubb. He has Antonio Gibson. Elijah Mitchell is not starting in front of those. No. He, for his wide receivers, he has Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, 
DJ Moore and Debo Samuel. That's who he started that last week. That's who he's scheduled to start this week. Right. You're not starting him over that. No. You also have Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay. Both. Pro- I mean, Pro- I'd, I'd start over Kenny Galladay. Maybe. Corey Davis had ended the year great last year. Yeah. And he started all. He started pretty well this year. So, so, so essentially. That's a lot of money for someone that might be riding your bench. Then For waiver weeks. Yeah. And after this week, you don't even know if he's going to still be on your bench. Right. And, I mean, I understand I understand the prospect because even if Trey Sermon comes back and, and they mix it into a committee, I know that San Francisco likes that two-back committee where they take, take a guy out every other play and you don't know who's going to have the hot hand. And, you know, you might say, oh, he's going to be my savior this week. But 91's a lot, and I think that shows. Yep. All right, moving on to the next one. We have another one from Dom. Nine bucks to Jared Cook. And that's to offset something you could have fixed in the draft, yep. personally. Mike Kosecki, I mean, that's one of those things. Tight ends is weird. It's like everybody has our, your tight ends. Are you going to waste money on it? Dom decided he, he needed to, so he did. The The unfortunate thing for him is he's down to $94. Yeah, so he spent half in his he spent half of his total fab, not his available, his total fab for the season in week one. I understand that fab, some people feel like it's burning a hole in your pocket. It's way, it's way less useful later in the season, but... Next next lowest is me at 185. Yeah, so I mean that's this is either going to be a great move by Dom or it's going to crash and burn horribly, and I think it's leaning towards the latter. But we'll I see. I think it might be we'll fine. See. Jared Cook, I think he's on the Chargers this year. Um, Herbert could have bounced back. He was the rookie of the year, so yeah. Um, Hunter Henry had had some put up some big points with um, Justin Herbert last year, right? So it it potentially could be a good pick, especially since. Last week, he got nothing from his tight end position. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good pickup for a solid maybe five points a week from Jared Cook with with the potential to get like a two-touchdown game. So I think it'll be a little uh, uh, a low floor, but a, but a boom potential with yeah, it. Yeah, so. just looking at the, uh, the tight end market right now, I do like Garrett Everett on Seattle. Um, but he's still he's pretty much in the same boat. So yeah, yeah. Dom felt he needed to do it. He did it. He made his move. I think it's a good move overall. It's it's just unfortunate. For me, but it's yes. just unfortunate you had to do it in waivers with fab money than just picking somebody else in the draft. Yeah, he should either go after uh, Coppets, you know, maybe Logan Thomas from Gooby. Well, maybe even a trade with his brother. Trade with his brother. Yeah. I mean, you know, but whatever. We'll 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 move past it. Anyway, next up we have Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Brian, you picked him up for seven dollars. Yep, pretty smart move. I'm not going to play anything, but you do get your backup to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, I had Christian McCaffrey last year. He got hurt. Mike Davis got taken off the waivers that I didn't get him, and then I lost the season. Almost, almost got the sack. Oh, so I had two defenses. I picked the Panthers to offset the uh, the Browns facing Kansas City, and if Christian McCaffrey goes down, it's just a safe bet. So I think one of those those one of those ones you could have waited for free, but yeah, you know, you shore up your 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 stars backup it's not the worst and then i can just fiddle around with wide receivers all season <laughs> yep the n- next one uh kenny kenneth gainwell six dollars to me mm. um this is one of those guys he's a rookie uh i think he had like third or fourth round draft capital um expected to be the third running back but ended up being the second running back um be beating out boston scott yeah uh, miles sanders does have concern so really, I'm just looking to pick up any wide, any running backs right now. To any backup running backs that have potential, he showed he had a great game. He um, yeah. he scored a touchdown, ended up with 11 points. Uh, he's going to be in that pass catching role. So if anything goes down. He a little bit of a lot of ticket. A little lot of ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, which is fine. I mean, you know, you, you, every every once in a while. I mean, especially with the running backs, if you can find a lot of ticket, you kind of got to secure that early. Yep. I understand the six dollars; it's nothing too big. Yep. Finish it off. We had Matt Gay by Dom two dollars. More again, fab. It's a kicker, but you don't need the fab. But you know, two dollars is not too much. You, you can't really complain about that. Matt two dollars had a great game too. Yeah, and two dollars on a kicker. That's pretty much the max you want to spend. If somebody bets a dollar on it, you beat them out. That's yep. fine. That's perfectly fine. I like that. And then the last one was a zero dollar bid um, by Mike for the Green Bay defense. More looked like they have a. Very good matchup this week against the Lions. Yes, like I said before, Lions have kind of a Swiss cheese revolving door defense over there. They're going to put up points, and I think Rodgers is going to be a little pissed that he did so terribly. So I think in I think Rodgers has four games below a certain QB rating or something like like four like dud games. Yeah, and after every single game, he's had a monster game. So he yeah. is the he is the king of revenge games. We'll see if the um, 
Aaron Rodgers conspiracy that he's throwing the season to get traded is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's looking to have a big game against the Lions this week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then before we get into the week two uh, preview, we had a trade this week. Yes. A little shocking trade. Uh, I liked it from a value standpoint. Mm-hmm. Don't like it from a team standpoint. All right. All right. Uh, we had Christian receiving Devin Singletary from Mike for Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Um, Christian does get a third running back. Um, he had four wide receivers in week one. So I really like this trade from from Christian's standpoint. Zach Moss was declared inactive last week. So right. Devin Singletary was the main running back, I believe he had like over 80% or close to 90% of the, the snap mm-hmm. percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his only other running backs on his team are James Conner and another backup. I don't remember who it is. Another backup type. So I, I yeah. like this of getting your like an RB1 type of deal. Well, now, I mean, I will I will counter that. I'm saying uh, Devin Singletary, especially the fact that he's pretty much going to share the field exclusively with Zach Moss in a 50-50 timeshare. Well, we don't it, know that because he did get – we don't know why he was inactive. but Right, but, I mean, I don't think it was an injury or any uh, or disciplinary or anything like that. I, but I don't know if he got beat out. Or, I don't know. I don't uh, really yeah, know. Yeah, but, I mean, going into the season, I expected this to be kind of a 50-50 timeshare like it was last season, and I don't. we don't really have any news to, to counter that. Yeah. So – I don't. I think it's definitely a good trade, and it definitely shores up his running back position. Though I don't think it's going to be a you know, oh, he's the starter every week kind of deal. So. Right. Yeah. So he paired he paired up Devin Singletary with James Conner and yeah. Kenyon Drake. There you go. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think I I like it from Christian because it shores up the running back position a little bit more than he had. Yeah. Um. And he had the depth in wide receiver. Um. Going into it. Right. I do not like this trade from Mike's standpoint. Um. I think it's a decent trade for Mike because he does get Sutton to supplement Judy on uh waiver uh uh you know bye weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not really I don't think Mike's obviously starting Cortland Sutton over any of his wide receivers right now. Not and, currently no. And I don't think Mike's would uh has any problem starting his uh running backs in the situation. So it's not the worst trade on Mike's part, but I can see why you have some uh uh, reservations about his backup running back. Yeah, right it's now. not the worst from his part because he does have Zeke Montgomery and James Robinson. Right. Um, but his only other running back on his roster now is Michael Carter. Right. Who I think I think he got the start, but he only had like five snaps or something. Yeah. Well, I mean that Jets game wasn't the best yeah. for against the Panthers. So, so. <laughs> right now, if any of his running backs get hurt, he's he's going to be hurting for that. Um, and he was already deep at wide receiver. You know, he had Godwin, Scary Terry, Cooper Cup. Um, he picked up Deontay Harris, who had a actually pretty game, pretty big game. Right. Um, and he does have roster space now with Jerry Judy down, and there's always wide receivers you could pick up. Um, I think he might. I think this was a panic trade a little bit, just because Jerry Judy is out and Odell sat last week and is sitting this week. Right. So I think it was might have might have been a. Just a little panic trade of trying to get another wide receiver into the door. I mean, I I do see what you're saying with that, but then on the other on the other end, if both if you have two a wide receiver win down, Odell's not playing. You kind of need one wide receiver now. Wide uh, Cortland Sutton will give you a good backup for that, and then if one of the run, running backs does get hurt of the three, he can just play two running back four four wide receiver plays. So I think it's it's. Uh, I think it's value for sure on both both their sides, but um, yeah, that's why I say I like the value. Yeah, um, I looked up the trade charts; they're definitely close in value. It's mm-hmm. a very fair trade. I don't know if I like it from a narrative standpoint, but yeah, I mean, it we'll just, see how it plays out. I, yeah, I guess it just depends on how uh, confident you are in your starters on both sides of that trade. So, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see how it works out on days to come. I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> All right, and then to wrap this up, we will go into our preview of Week Two. Um, the first game of the week we'll go through is mine and Dom's. Um, me and Dom had a little bit of a rivalry last week or last year. Mm-hmm. He ended up beating me twice and making me lose my first place standing. Well, I I can so I can, this is I, a Dom, game Dom, for I'm, me. Dom, I'm gonna speak for you. Uh, you should have just done better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I can see that having a little. I mean, you know, the, the little bit of rivalry between you two, I can understand that for sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Dom feels the same way, but yeah, I can I can see why this would be a little bit of a revenge game for you. This is going to be a fun matchup. Um, where I think we're very evenly matched. Um, I think the big difference between the teams is at that tight end position. We'll have George Kittle going up against Jared Cook, but going through the rest of the lineup, it's it's a fairly even matchup. Um, yeah. 
I think we're going to see big games. I don't know if you'll see a big game out of Patrick Mahomes with Baltimore, but um, I think we'll have a big game out of Allen Robinson trying to uh, make up for last week a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if Debo – I don't think Debo will put up as big of numbers as he did last week. Probably not, but But if Ayuk is out, he he should have a good game. I think think Joe Mixon is going to – actually, not Joe Mixon. I think Najee Harris is going to show up this week. Okay. Against, um, the Raiders, uh, they had the worst run defense. I mean, not surprising they did go up against Baltimore. Right. Um, but Najee Harris, the only running back throughout the entire league that had every single snap um, and every rush attempt for their team. Right, yeah. I mean, but on the other side of things, I don't agree with you on Mahomes. I think Baltimore's secondaries aren't nothing. They are a little hurt after the practice field. Incidents. Yeah, yeah. So so his, their secondaries aren't exactly stellar, I think, and I think Mahomes' options get clear. Kelsey's going to get open. I guess you're right. Get open. So it's Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. You don't really you don't really stop anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can have five guys on those two guys alone. So, <laughs> um, and then like I said, I think I, you know what I think this is going to come down to. I think this is going to come down to the 49ers defense. Personally, that's mm. my bold prediction here. I think Philly's going to surprise the 49ers defense. I think the 49 49ers point defense aren't going to get over five points this week. Ooh, big. big that, that's my bold. That's my bold prediction for that matchup. All right, I'll take that all day. <laughs> uh, but looking at your team, I do like the Broncos play. I like the Kittle, obviously. Allen's going to get a bunch of points. Uh, you're going with Brown again, which is fine. Lamb looks like he's going to go about even with Robinson. And like you said, Harris is probably going to have a good game. Mixon is going to be a little underperforming compared to Chubb, in my opinion. And Prescott's going to do Prescott things. So I think, it's gonna, like you said, it's going to be a good matchup. But uh, I think you're going to slightly take it because of the defense, personally. Yeah, let's go. But I think it'll be a good one. <laughs> Yep. Uh, next matchup, we have Brian versus Christian. Your matchup. Um, you guys are really cl- close. This is probably the closest, if not the second closest matchup of the week as far as projections go. Yeah, within uh, a point. Point nine points <laughs> away in projections. Um, and it's really just down to, you know, one side of the ball is better for me, one side of the ball is better for him. It's kind of deal. So I mean, looking down these lineups, all I see is green. I see yeah. great matchups for almost every single player. The only per- person, uh, personally, the only person on my team that has a de- oh, bad matchup is it's raining in New Orleans for Christian McCaffrey. But, but I'm no, not no, going to not play Christian no McCaffrey. There's no rain in New Orleans. They they play in a dome. Exactly. So. It's Christian McCaffrey. The only reason they have it, their defense look so good is because they played against the Packers that did nothing last week. Yeah. So I mean, I I think my team's going to do very good. I also think Christian's team is going to do very good because, like you said, he has Greens mm-hmm. down the line. He's got Landry that's going to look good. He's got Higby who's going to get a couple points. Uh, he's going to have Hopkins that's going to do amazing like he showed he can last week. Carson's going to do good. I think Jones is going to come back in that game with Rodgers. Uh, and Jackson's going to try and do the same thing the Browns did with Kansas City. So This is going to be a high-scoring game. I think um, so. I think the I think my edge is going to go slightly towards Christian. I think the I can see that. I think the Green Bay game is going to be the deciding uh, factor on Monday night. Yeah, if Green Bay get, gets ahead early and in the second round all they do is run it, that's definitely going to kill me for sure. I agree with that. But you do have you do have breakout. I really like your your Mike Williams play this week. Uh, I think uh, same thing. I was looking at mine for Keenan Allen. I think yeah. uh, Tampa Bay showed that they could shred the Dallas defense, so mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have a chance to put up big points this week. I think this is going to be the highest scoring matchup of the week. Ooh, okay, I'll, I'll take that. If, if even if I lose, I'll take a high scoring matchup for sure. That'll shore up the uh, the end of the season playoff contention. Um, all right, so yeah, next next matchup we're going to talk about is going to be Kevin versus Gooby. What last season we would have called Battle of the Basements. This season, Gooby. Hey, Gooby, Gooby was what, in the finals last year. He was, he was in the finals last year, but he was looking low in the first half of the season. So They also live in the same basement. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it's not the first time we've said Battle of the Basement for both of them. Um, but like I said, this, this matchup, Kevin's looking to bounce back from last week for sure. Gooby's looking to keep a constant with his team going forward, and I think it's going to be Again, not to reiterate, but I think it's going to be a close matchup, personally. I think it's going to be a close matchup. It's Kevin has to worry about his bottom three, the, his Mark Andrews, his Mike Evans, and his Kyle Pitts. Um, if they put up what they did last week, he's not going to have a good time. Um, we we spoke about Green Bay. Devontae Adams will probably have a big week, uh, revenge week against the Lions. Yeah. Um, 
uh, my concern for Kevin is the the tight end and his flexes. Yeah, I mean, and I'm also going to say, even though the game is going on right now, I'm a little concerned about playing the Giants defense again, especially against Washington. Mm. Um, that's not Ooh. the best. we got a battle of the defenses going on right now. <laughs> yeah, so. Kevin is playing the Giants and Gooby is playing the Washington football team. Who are against each other right now as we're doing this podcast. So I think the Giants defense is not the best play against the Washington team, but... I mean, Washington's known for their offense, not their defense, so it's definitely not the worst move. And, you know, go Giants. So, And I think for Gooby's side, I think his biggest question marks are going to be Jamal Williams. They are going to be Julio Jones. Jamal Williams had a great game last week. Yeah. Um, can the Lions continue having two high-scoring running backs? And then Julio Jones, can he bounce back from having a disappointing debut with the Titans? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think, though, I think Kevin's going to have the same problem. I mean, he's going to see Pitts going against Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, which, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know where what's going to happen with that. It's a little early to call if he's, like, a star or not. Titans have a historically bad start. Also, Evans, you don't know if he's going to have an APB out for, his, for you know, where where is he? What's going on? You don't know if he's going to be that or he's going to be the guy that puts up 40 points this week. You, you never know, like you said before. With yeah, Evans. I'm actually really worried about Kyle Pitts this week looking at this. Yeah. Um, Atlanta has shown that they're – I mean, it looks like a good matchup because it's against Tampa Bay and Dak tore him up last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, Atlanta's O-line is looking very shaky at the moment. Um Matt Ryan is is old and can't really move very much. He's not he's never been a mobile quarterback right. and that just makes it worse and the Lions or the the Bucks have a great front line. They also have a great rush too on the quarterback yeah, as well. So, yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. have a great D-line. So I'm just worried that Kyle Pitts isn't like he's not going to get the ball cuz it's not going to have time to get out of Matt Ryan's hands. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Though I will say it won't be Pitts the problem here. I think both uh, running back sets, Gooby and Kevin, are going to be low scoring this game, and I think that's why it's going to be so close. Ooh. Personally, I don't think that's spicy. I think Tyra. I think uh, Taylor's not going to do as well. Personally, I Aaron don't, Donald. I don't think Dar- uh, uh, Eckler's going to do that well. I don't think Jacobs going to do that well. I don't think Williams is going to do that well. So All I think right. that's going to be a low scoring set in the uh, running back, and their uh, and I think their flexes are going to blow up a bit personally interesting well i can't wait to see it yep 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 next game we have mike versus lolly uh this is a pretty interesting game this is the only loser loser matchup yes of the week um this one looks like looks like it's going to be a close one uh i think they're fairly even matched even though lolly right now has the slight edge yeah, Actually, Lolly has a decent edge. Yeah, I think Lolly has a decent edge. I'm not to put anything down on Mike. I think Mike's gonna lose this one personally. Yeah, I think I think Waller has a little bit of a scary situation going on where he's slightly injured right now, but I think he's gonna be fine. I think Henderson's gonna do work. Waddle's in right now. Lolly's Waddle is in. He take he took out Ayuk, put Waddle in, which I would do too after that game from Ayuk. He's yep. gonna prove himself. Uh, and then on the running back side, Mike Davis. He's gonna. I think he's gonna do fine against Tampa Bay. I, I know Tampa Bay is a hard running defense, but I think he's going to sneak in a, a touchdown the, that game. And I'm worried. I'm st- I'm really worried about that Atlanta defense, and that's I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Dalvin Cook will run against Arizona. That's you know what yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook Dalvin Cook things. Um, I think the big hump that Mike's going to have to get over is the Russell Wilson DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf only had one touchdown last game. Uh-huh. And uh, Tyler Lockett had the, Tyler Lockett scored, had, the had scored the points. I think it's going to be the reverse of this game. Okay. So I think that's going to be the reason that Lolly takes one over Mike. Um, also, Darren Waller is yeah. going to be the big difference for for yeah for Lolly. Yeah. That being said, though, Mike is in a slump in this situation. He's got Tom Brady that's going to probably pop off. Zeke's I don't think going to have another good week. Personally, against the Chargers, I don't like him against the Chargers, but I mean you can't sit Zeke really. So the thing is. Lolly has the, the Russell Wilson DK stack. Yeah. Mike has the Tom Brady Chris Godwin stack. Yeah. Can he offset the stack? Stack versus stack negate each other. I th- and I think offsetting stacks. I, I think I don't think the stack's offset. I will still give that to Lolly personally. But I do think Godwin will have a good game. I think he's proven himself as a as a trustworthy target for Tom Brady. I wonder if there's gonna be a late minute switch to to the revenge Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. I don't think so. I don't think it's the smart move. But I wonder if Mike will throw in the Hail Mary for the revenge. Harry I Rogers. mean, I know that Atlanta's defense is not the best, and Tom Brady will throw against them, yep. but it is supposed to rain, and Aaron Rodgers is probably going to light up the de- Atlanta, Detroit. 
That is in that is in an open. That's at that's at home for the Bucks, and that is an yeah. open air stadium. And and I think Aaron Rodgers, like I said, def- the Detroit's defense is not the best, so I think that will be a good game for Rodgers. So I we'll see we'll see a switch maybe we'll see a switch. But I I still think Lolly's going to beat it out with the stack, and I think Mike's going to get good points though. I think Mike's going to put up a good show. I think Lolly wins. I kind of want Mike to win. <laughs> you want Mike to win just because? I want, want, I want Mike to okay. win. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry, Lolly. I want to see you as slow as possible <laughs> after Jeez. your three championships. And then bringing it back into the playoffs <laughs> last year. All right. All right. And then the last. Well, you're probably going to win. The last matchup of the week. We're calling match of the week for week two. It's going to be Johnny versus Chris. Johnny getting his second matchup of the of the week. Uh in a row. Yep. To start the season. And I think this is for different reasons. Last week, last week it was because it was a rivalry between me and Johnny. It was up in the air. Yep. This week, I think the matchup of the week is personally because it'll be a deciding factor on which way both teams uh, go. Decide to go. Yeah. I mean, if if it, if Chris beats Johnny, I think that's a very bad prediction for Johnny and a very good prediction for. We Chris. also have the the worst verse first. Yes, that too. So we have we have top of the ladder and bottom of the ladder at the moment. And Johnny has the championship, and Chris. Chris has the championship. Chris, Chris has the championship too, but he's also been Sacco more recently. He champion. was Sacco uh, two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So, so I think this is a bit of a deciding factor for the season for them, and I think it's going to be a close game. But I, th- you know what? I think I'm going to give it to Johnny. To oh, be fair, this is I see green everywhere on here too. Um, <laughs> I think I think what Matt what, what what's going to happen. Really is how well does Saquon play tonight? Uh, the the game started, he hasn't really done much. Oh, he actually just rushed for forty one <laughs> yards. So, so you so you know keep helping so, Chris out. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to depend on how Saquon does. Is it does he come back? Because Chris's team right now is kind of stacked. He has Matt Stafford who has a plus game. Mm-hmm. He has DeAndre Swift who, as long as he's not hurt, is going to have a plus game. On Johnny's favorite night of the week. <laughs> Monday night, Monday is night, be DeAndre Swift. Can he end the game? Monday can night he? meltdowns. Yep. Um, um, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett. I mean, they're they're solid. Ty- Stephon Diggs had a down week, but he he could come back again this week. I think I think it's going to be closer than you think. I'm going to go with Chris. Yeah, okay. we're going to push Johnny down as far as possible. Uh, I mean, okay. He, he likes to cry a little bit. So yeah, I, I want to see him cry a little bit more. And I know he's a current champion, so we never want to see a repeat. And I'm not asking for a repeat here, but I do think Johnny's got a good shot. I think Herbert's Herbert looked very good against Washington. He just didn't get a lot of touchdowns. He had one touchdown to Mike Williams. Um, Kamara, he's going to do Kamara things. I don't care that he's against Carolina. Uh, Derrick Henry, he's going to run the ball. Seattle's way better to run against than uh, um, whoever they were going against last week um, because the, their O line's not the best. But Henry gets it done. Woods, I think he had a great showing. Uh, he he didn't have a great showing last week because of Cup. I think mm-hmm. he's going to kind of offset that this week. He's going to get looked at a little more. Higgins, I think Chicago, uh, Cincinnati's going to play very well against Chicago. I don't think Chicago's secondary is the best. And I think Higgins is going to get a touchdown. Um, Tanyan, I think, again, that revenge game for Rodgers. I think it's all going to Devontae. I, you know, it's all going to Randall Cobb. Okay. Randall, Randall Cobb, Cobb. Randall Cobb it is then. But I think Aaron Rodgers brought him back for a reason. I still think Tanyan's going to have a good showing. He's at least going to hit his projections. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I actually, is probably the worst player on Johnny's team, in my opinion, right now, with uh, situation-wise. I think New Orleans has got a very good defense, and it's looking, again, to rain. So ten points is going to be a little much, but Brandon Cooks right after that is going to offset that, and then kicker and defense is going to be. I right. wonder because I know Chris hasn't fully set his lineup yet because it's not Sunday. Yes. He likes to do one Sunday Sunday morning things. lineups. Um, does Johnny decide to play his boy, the only guy who could <laughs> go from zero points to fifty points? Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Uh, if Johnny, if you're listening to this before the uh, Sunday games, I wouldn't personally and i don't care if he blows up for 40 points i still wouldn't do it if you're listening to it afterwards i would have played him. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm saying will fuller will continue to do nothing joe's saying that will fuller is going to put up at least 30 points <laughs> no only if he didn't play him only if he didn't only if you play if you put him on his bench 30 points if you put him in nine points yeah <laughs> uh but I'm yeah chris i'm, I'm, I'm see chris succeed. i'm going johnny i don't want to see johnny win the trophy but i think he's going to take this one personally so, I mean, you know, it's, I think that one's going to be up in the air. I think we have very good matchups all around. I think it's going to be a very good week. I'm enjoying this season so far. Everyone has good teams. There's no 
really even though we had some poor weeks this week there's no really standout teams that look like they're going to do poorly all season yeah i mean it's always fun to rag on people but you never want to see somebody in the basement consistently you never want to see somebody on the top every week so having that clash wait a minute when you're on the top you want to stay on the no top. no but you but the rest of the league doesn't like to yes. see it and i know yeah. we don't like to comment on that every week oh look at this john Wally's playing good again nobody likes to continually see that so having very close games from everybody i think is going to be a very standpoint uh very sticking point part of this season for sure yep so we're gonna end it there this is gonna be a great week we will see you next week to get into week three i am your host joe and i am as always brian and um i just want everybody on sunday to get down on their knees say a little prayer uh you gotta bless them gotta bless those knees bless the, those knees, knees. the knees you're on the knees on the field everybody's knees gotta be blessed see ya <laughs>